I invite you to pray with me. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our redeemer. We thank you for this time that we can briefly uh, exhale from some of the challenges of the world and be renewed in our faith and in our strength and in our hope to face whatever this week has in store for us. Amen. Amen. As fate would have it, the scripture reading for my morning meditation a few weeks ago was taken from this very passage, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 to 8. Um, which begins with the words that you just heard. There is a season and a time for everything under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die. And as I was sitting on the edge of the bed, actually literally reflecting on this devotion from Ecclesiastes, I, I missed a call from my friend that we had been praying for, a Robin Ferguson. I missed a call from her sister and her sister was calling me to tell me that Robin had just died after reflecting on this particular um, passage for about 30 minutes. And just instinctively, I turned and I asked her, I said, what time did Robin die? And she said, 7.15 a.m. And that brief exchange with, with Val regarding the death of her sister Robin got me to thinking about this issue time, time. And as, is it just me or did this year just seem to slip away like this? Maybe it's just me. I mean, just the other day we were celebrating Kwanzaa and Martin Luther King Day and now we're almost celebrating Christmas again. So I want to I speak from the subject, do you know what time it is? Do you know what time it is? Carlos Rebelli says, we usually conceive of time as something simple, fundamental, flowing evenly, indifferent to everything from the past to the future, measured by clocks. Over time, the events of the universe seem to flow one from another in order, past, the present, and the future. The past is fixed, the future is open. But maybe time is really more like a poster that I saw not long ago, which says time is like a river. You cannot touch the same water twice because the flow that has passed will never return again. So enjoy every moment of your life. In the King James version of this particular passage that Lisa just read for us, in the third chapter of Ecclesiastes, the word time appears on 28 occasions in 14 pairs of parallel opposites, or polar opposites rather, in human experience, and is really divided in seven different groups, seven different groups. And she just read all of them, so I won't go over them um, again, but in these verses, Solomon submits that each of these activities, the time to be born, the time to die, each of these activities has a determined, applicable time. Not long ago, while I was going through some things, 
that I had in storage and trying to apply this verse which said there's a time to keep and a time to throw away, I came across a card that my dad had given me when I graduated from elementary school. <laughs> and in that card, in that card, my dad wrote these words. My, my dad was old English. Maybe he was trying to speak the Queen's English or something. He said, he said time was is past. Thou canst not recall. <laughs> time is thou hast employ the portion small. Time future is not and may never be. Time present is the only time for thee. William B. Davis, time. It's a fascinating thing to think about this concept of time in the sense that we all, rich and poor, black and white, red, yellow, gay, straight, transgender, non-binary, independent, Democrat, Republican, we all have the same 24 hours in one day. But some people, seem to know how to make better use of time than others. For, for others, though, it feels like they need more than 24 hours to get everything done. And more often than not, we seem to find ourselves in this endless race against what? Time. Because time can be cruel. Time can be unforgiving. And we tend to perceive the passage of time differently depending on our attitudes and life circumstances. I love music. And every now and just I every now and then I torture you all with my singing, but I love music. Whether it's hip hop or R&B or rock or pop and even gospel tunes, there are times, there are songs that are written, endless songs that are written about times. And some of the recurring theme in many of these songs is the passing of time and, and the tears that come along with the regrets as time begins to pass. But these themes can go much wider and include time travel. See if you recall any of these songs. Summer, Summer Time by DJ Jazz and Jeff. The Fresh Prince, <laughs> it's an ode to the summer season and the carefree energy that often accompanies the summertime. What about Cher? She asked the question, if I could turn back time. If you could turn back time, what would you do? What would you redo if you could turn back time? If you could turn back last week, last month, last year. Michael Jackson tells us to what? Remember the time. But I don't know about you, but there's some times that I'd like to forget. Sitting on the dock of the bay, watching the time roll away by Otis Redding is a song about wasting time. I, I've never done that, have you? One of my favorites is, time keeps on ticking, ticking, ticking into the future i want to fly like an eagle i better stop <laughs> steve miller i want to fly like an eagle the title of my sermon actually comes from a song by chicago does anyone really know what time it is this past week 
I was reading some material by Fisher Investment, and it was talking about investment for retirement. And the PDF document stated that your investment time horizon is a major determinant of your total retirement costs and is likely one of the most overlooked factors for today's retirees because most of the folks are living longer. They think that you should invest more for the future. And they even went on to have this chart. And I mean, it was a really depressing chart because <laughs> it said, it said, if you're 51 today, you'll probably live to 82. Well, in that respect, I guess that's nice. It said, if you're 60, you'll probably live to 83. If you're 65, you'll probably live to 84. And if you're 70, you'll probably live to 86. And so you need to invest more because people are living longer. I guess they were trying to encourage people to invest more. Maybe because the Rolling Stones song is true. Time is on your side. Time. It's one of our most precious and irreplaceable possessions. And the quality, the joy, and the impact of our life is often directly related to how wisely we use time. So I want to ask you the question again. Do you know what time it is? In the Greek, there are two words that are used for time, chronos and keros, but they mean two different things. One speaks of quantitatively time, quantitative time. The other speaks of qualitative time. My high school psychology teacher used to always say it's quality over quantity. Kronos refers to the minutes and the seconds. It speaks of time as a measurable resource. Kronos time is how we measure the days of our lives quantitatively. Kronos time will eat you alive if you don't constantly track it and try to control it. Like anything measurable, we quickly learn how to worry about whether or not we have enough chronos because we fear losing, running out of, or even being consumed or destroyed by chronos time. We say things like, don't waste time. Time waits on no one. Time is of the essence. Time is money. Those are some of the things that we say. Consequently, chronos time can become restricting. Chronos time can become demanding. And chronos time can become all-consuming. Chronos time will eat us alive if we constantly try to keep control of it and keep track of it. But Kairos time speaks of time as a suitable period. Time as an appointed season or time as the opportune moment in life. Keros is qualitative time. The most appropriate time for something to happen. And to understand Keros time, we have to release our anxiety and learn how to keep time in a way that not only makes us accomplish those goals that we have set, but remain open to being guided by those things that may not be in con our control. Carol's time. Carol's time. Have, have you missed any moments in Carol's time, any appropriate moments 
Have you experienced any Kairos time lately? Any suitable, appointed, opportune moments in life that we missed in Kairos because we were doing Kronos? One of the great joys of being a pastor over these years <laughs> is being invited to spend time with people during their unforgettable holy moments of life. I, I call them holy moments as a couple exchanges their vows. I don't have to be invited into those moments, but I have had the pleasure in a hospital room to bless a newly born child, welcoming someone into the family of God through baptism, praying or holding space with those who are going through difficult circumstances, divorce, the death of a loved one, a wandering child or a relationship that just ended, or being with someone as they transition from life to eternal life. And I've been blessed for many years to be invited into those rooms of people who are terminally ill and in their last days of their life. And, and often at that stage in transition, the families center around the, 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 the person who's dying. And, and the conversations that I've experienced were usually conversations around accomplishments of the person who's dying. They'll talk about things like where they went to school and the degrees that they earned and the professional success that they've had, the places they've traveled or the places they've lived, the businesses they've operated, the homes that they've owned, how many boards they sat on or served. And while all of these things are important, and the families usually mention these things at the loved one's funeral, it's my experience that the conversations that I have with those individuals who are transitioning, it's a totally different conversation than the conversation I have with their family. And the person who's dying seems to focus on, not on their financial success, they don't focus on their riches or the accumulations on this earth. They, they seem to be interesting in talking about treasures beyond this earth. They talk about the time that they spent with loved ones. And they talk about those special moments and those memories, those, those times created like family vacations or graduations or awkward dinners or first dates or marriages and and the birth of children. They talk about the joys and the struggles of parenting. And trust me, when I say most parents, present company included, seriously consider disowning their children at least four or five times in their lifetime. <laughs> and in my years of a pastor, time after time, I have been taken to some of those really holy places by some really holy people who have taught me the value of time and about the real meaning of time. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, the second passage that Lisa read for us said that where your treasure is, your heart will be also. Just 10 simple words 
And Jesus revealed a truth that what a person values most is where their heart will be. And what a person's heart is tied to is what a person's attention, a person's energy, and a person's time will be focused on. The joke is told of the man who called the police department to report that his wife was missing. And so in order for the sergeant who answered the phone to complete the missing person's report, the sergeant asked the man a couple of questions. What was, what's your wife's height? I'm not sure, maybe five feet, six, I, I don't know. Okay, her weight, uh, I don't know. She's not slim, but she's not big. What's the color of her eyes? Uh, sort of blue, I think. I, I never really noticed. What's the color of her hair? Um, well, it changes all the time depending on the hairdresser that she goes to. What's your wife's, was your wife, what was she wearing the last time you saw it? Could have been a blue dress, it could have been a red dress. I really don't know exactly. When your wife left, did she drive a car? Yes, she did. And what is the make of that car? It's a 2023 Tesla Model X SUV crossover, solid black on black. Mileage was 2,666. The VIN number ended with 6880. Automatic transmission, adaptive cruise control, backup camera with blind spot monitor, and aloe wheels, Bluetooth, DVD entertainment, heated seats, navigation system, sunroof, the officer said, don't worry, sir, we'll find your car. <laughs> Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. After my wife died, I had lots of help. I had lots of help. There's no way I could have managed three girls under the age of 10 by myself. And I would get surprised when people would ask me questions like, what are you going to do? Like, what am I supposed to do? They're my kids. <laughs> but I had lots of help from people in the faith community that I was a part of. But there were times when as a single dad serving as a full-time pastor of a congregation of 300 members, when I would come home and I'd just be exhausted. And I remember one particular time my daughter asked me a question, Dad, how are you able to do all that stuff at church and then come home and take us to piano lesson and dance lesson and gymnastics and tennis lesson? How are you able to do that? Aren't you tired? And I said, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I said, but you know, at the end of the day, I usually accomplish everything that I want to accomplish that's important to me. And you three are important to me. And that's why I make time for you. Whatever a person values most, is where their heart is. 
And what a person's heart is tied to is often where that person pays attention, what that person gives energy to, what that person's time is tied into and focused on. Have you ever had a heart-to-heart -heart conversation with a loved one or with a friend or someone who is sick or dying? It can teach you a lot about the treasure of time. Maybe a loved one suddenly died or perhaps you received an unexpected medical diagnosis. That moment changed everything. Or you survived or you observed a car wreck that two seconds earlier it could have been you. And, and, and you felt that you were given a second chance. Whatever the circumstance is, it probably caused you just to step back just for a little bit. Take a deep breath and look at life and how, how, how am I spending my time? What, what are my priorities? What are my priorities? What are your priorities? Where, where are you placing your treasures. Where am I placing my treasures? It's no accident that this text in Matthew, Jesus speaks these words in the context of his pending crucifixion and death because Jesus wanted his disciples then and those of us who call ourselves disciples of Christ now to see the real treasures are not the possessions that we acquire. Real treasures are not the places that we've traveled. The real treasures are not the popularity that we've obtained or the power we've gained, but our treasures are in those times that we spend with people. <laughs> Creating memories. Our treasures are those times that we spend building our relationship with Christ. With these words I close, from the beginning of the universe to the present day, time, time, is one of the few things we regard as regular and unchanging. And according to Webster's Dictionary, time is nothing more than the point or period when something occurs. But I think that might be a simple, albeit vague, answer to an incredibly complex topic. So, this is something I usually share, not in this kind of setting, but I'm going to share it with you. Have you ever noticed at a funeral, in the front of the cover, it's usually a picture of the person who died, and date of birth, and the date of death, right? <clears throat> and I, used to, I, I call that the sunrise and the sunset. How many of you have ever paid attention to that punctuation mark that separates those two dates? We call it, what, a dash? <laughs> On paper, that dash uses about as much ink as a comma, a question mark, or a period. It's insignificant. We look over the dash. But the dash is important. 
You know why? Because the dash represents the time that you and I have. And on the normal circumstances, we can't control the date which appears on the left. And on the normal circumstances, we have no control over the date which appears on the right. So the dash is the only time that you and I can really control. So here's something for you to think about this week. I thought about it all week coming up to here, so. <laughs> what are you doing with your time in the dash? Let's pray. Thank you for the dash. Thank you for the time, whether it's 30, 60, 90, 91 years, whatever the time is. Help us to be good stewards of that time that we have. Amen.